Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Awesome. Well, if you want to come and grab your seat, that'd be great. As Jonah said, we welcome you if you're visiting or holidaying or, or if you're a regular or if you're listening on podcast or streaming or whatever other methods, wherever you are. I know there's some people probably on the beach live streaming in, in their shorts and what a great way to do church, hey? Awesome. Well, it's good to have you here. Just give someone a high five. Or a high miss. <laughs> hey, so good just to have Phil and Maria Mason from Byron Bay visiting this morning. These guys are just absolute champions in the faith and leaders of an amazing community in Byron Bay, Christian community, and, uh, you know, we've ebbed and flowed out of each other's lives, haven't we, interstate, and uh, it's just so good to see you guys. We just bless you, and, um, yeah, we pray good things for 2022. Well, let's, let's pray. Huh? Lord, we just ask this morning that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, we ask that whatever words are said, that you would infuse with your life your very breath and that you would speak into our spirits today. We receive from you, Lord, and we ask that you would have your way and that you would have your say in Jesus' name. Amen. What's I've titled today, Refining Times. It's, you're not going to have to be Einstein to work that out. Um, refining Times. We are in refining times, aren't we? And um, very easy to get caught up in all the noise. I do all the time. And I have to stop myself uh, from all sorts of conversations and thought patterns, but we are living in refining times. Um, but I, I just felt as we were worshipping as well that there may even just be one person here, but there were a few people that you are feeling at your wits' end. You are at your wits' end. You're, you're, the, the string is about to snap. And uh, I just saw ashes. You feel like you're just burnt. You're burnt ashes. And I want to encourage you today that he brings beauty out of ashes and he wants to bring beauty out of your ashes, out of your sacrifice, your hardship, your trials, your suffering. He wants to turn it around. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. And it might just be one person, just a thought in the back of your mind, but don't give up because he wants to turn it around and he will turn it around. And so oftentimes God will use refining times, won't he? I want to start in 1 Kings 19. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 11 says this, The Lord said, God, now he's talking to Elijah the prophet, The Lord said, Go and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. 
After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. We are living in a day where there is so much noise. There are earthquakes happening all the time. Uh, There are things that go viral that just should never have gone viral. Like cats turning their head in one second at a weird piece of music. Goes viral. The whole world knows about it. Uh, You know, there are just weird things that the whole world knows about that 50 years ago just never would have become even slightly known in a street, let alone a world. We live in a world where the noise of the mainstream media is so loud that anyone... Who, who has a slight opposing view, is mocked and made to look stupid, a la Novak Djokovic. I mean, the dude is a born-again Christian. I, I want to tell you that. He is a believing man of God, and yet the media make him out to look like an idiot. And so basically anything they say, believe the opposite, and you're on a good track. We live in a world where the noise is so loud, the earthquakes are loud. We, we look for the voice of the Lord in all sorts of things. So I was reading a, a prophetic word from, uh, you know, it was from Steve Penny, actually. And he, he was saying the, the, the era of the megachurch is dead. And, and I was thinking to myself, I was thinking, oh, that's okay, because if you're over 2,000 people, you're a megachurch. And then, I, then I'm thinking, hang on, that probably means all of us. That probably means all of us. You know, who knows what church is going to look like in a decade? Who knows what church is going to look like in six months? If they shut us down, we're going on the Oval. We've already prepped you for that. If we can't go on the Oval, we'll go to the beach. If we can't go to the beach, we'll go to homes. If we can't go to homes, we're trying to work out ways of excess driveways into our farm property. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, we'll see what happens. But church may not look like this forever. What if we only have six more months to meet like this? What if we only have six more months to meet like this? What do we do? What's our foundation? Is it, is it, are, we, are we just hanging from Sunday to Sunday? I mean, I know it's good. It's a good infusion, but it's not the kingdom. The kingdom is so much deeper. And in refining times of the Lord, the earthquakes and the wind and the fire and all of this stuff, it all comes and it's, it's a whirling and there's all sorts of things. And we can even get caught up at times, can't we? Even when God is moving, we get caught up in the movement, not in the man. And when we get caught up in the movement, when the movement dies down, we've forgotten about the man. And so what we can take from this is the gentle whisper of the Lord. He is always moving. He is moving when there is great movements, when there's a whole lot of people being aware of us. There's major influence. You know, God doesn't care about influence. He uses micro to reach macro. For some weird reason, the kingdom of God is all upside down, isn't it? And so we can be assured that we have to be dialing into the whispering voice of the Lord in this season. We, as, as believers, otherwise we're going to get caught up in a whole lot of stuff, me included. And I have to be careful because, you know, I can rant as, as good as anyone. Lately, we've been 
tuning in, Keith actually put us onto an amazing series called Alone. Anyone seen it? Alone. No one. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> it's on SBS. Thank you. Keith has. We're alone in that. Yeah, it's just, just got it. Anyway, it's on SBS. You can watch it. There's a free plug for SBS. Don't watch anything else on SBS, but watch that. Anyway, it's a series called Alone, and it's uh, basically 10 people get dumped on a, on a remote island uh, by themselves. They have to separately survive for as long as they can. They can take 10 items with them. And there are so many lessons in watching this series that we're watching it. They're going crazy. They're detoxifying. They've got no coffee. They're, uh, they're, they're grown men bawling their eyes out, singing, you know, nursery rhymes and things. I mean, it's just crazy what happens when the body is just extracting all this worldliness and materialism and busyness and everything else. But oftentimes they, they have an epiphany. They have a moment where they're just, they're just aware of their weakness and they're, they're, and normally it's when they've caught their first fish in 40 days and they're literally sucking the life out of the fish because they're that desperate for food. But it's amazing where God will force us to finally hear his voice. The severe mercies, as C.S. Lewis says, are very harsh sometimes. And they almost seem so harsh that it cannot be God And yet it is God. He forces us to a desert place where we feel like we're just ashes. There's nothing left. And we hear that whisper. We hear the whispering voice of the Lord. And where we've been looking in all sorts of places, we've been looking in all sorts of uh, movements and and voices. And if you're like me, it's like, I just need to... Uh, who's, who's another voice on a podcast I can just listen to to get a little bit of sustenance, you know, some encouragement? And uh, who do I need? I need something happy. I'm going to Joel Osteen. I need something convicting. I'm going to Mario Murillo. I need something just steady to put me to sleep. I'm going to Bill Johnson. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but I've got my list that depending on what I'm needing, that's who I'll go to. But ultimately, none of that really satisfies. The whisper is the only thing that sustains us. That whispering gentle, quiet, still voice that's often very hard to hear. I wonder how many times do we actually get alone? I'm not talking about 40 days where you have to suck a fish to stay alive. I'm talking about just alone. In the busyness, it's very, very difficult, but it's very, very easy. For me, oftentimes, as most of you know, it's in my garden. I go for a walk in my garden every single morning and... um, uh, that me and the dog have a routine. Uh, normally for him, it's lifting his leg on my tomato bushes. But, you know, then I just, I look around and I, I listen and I just look and just, uh, it, it's a way I can purposefully listen. And we have to get very good at purposefully listening to the voice of the Lord in this current day. There's so much busyness. There's so many opinions. And you know what? I have great people that have opinions this way and great people who have opinions that way. And I have to go, well, I don't know. But that's when we have to go to the rock. We have to go to his voice and say, what are you showing me? What are you showing me? I did it this week just as I was sitting down and we were away a little bit. And when you get away sometimes, it's good to just get out of the environment so you can just hear things from a different angle. You ever notice that? I used to find it a lot in business, um, you know, very busy, all sorts of things going. As soon as I get on a plane, 
I'd just be out of the zone, headphones on, and all of a sudden I could just hear things, strategy and what, what, what's next. And so oftentimes I would just do that purposefully to get that inspiration. And it's a good season we're in now, even New Year, January, there's a changing of things. We, there's uncertainty about the year. God wants to speak to you about your life for 2022. You don't have to rely on anyone else. He is the source of your direction. He is the source of your vision. I've often felt bad. I was telling Keith this this week, actually. Uh, because uh, with, I'm the chair of the school board and we're the visionaries for the school and uh, pray for Jenny and Brian as well. They have a particular um, uh, virus right now. Um, but <laughs> anyway, we, I've often felt uh, a little... Uh, because in business, it's all about vision and strategy and boom, 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 breaking records. And, and then in the school situation, for a few years, I've been just sitting on a strategic plan and we just haven't been able to pen anything. And I was just aware this week that if I'd gone in my own energy and strength and just written out a, a majestical strategic plan with amazing goals and vision and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, you know, we'd have to be tearing that up right now and throwing it in the bin. So sometimes God prohibits us from doing even what we are skillful at so that he can finally have his way. Because we can be so skillful at some things. It's like the earthquake. I'm shaking things. I'm making things happen. I'm doing things in my own gifting. And he wants to use our gifting. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes we're so busy doing that. All the while, he's just waiting. I just want to whisper. I just want to whisper. I just want to, if you shut up for a few minutes, I just want to say something. And so I want to, there's a few things that came to me just as I was dwelling on this and I was thinking it's incredible in refining times like the world is in right now, what God will use. And a few things that came to me are that there is a crystallization of purpose. There is a crystallization of why. Why are we doing this? Why do we do what we do? Why do we go through life doing what we're doing? There's a, you know, there's a whole lot of people talking about the, the great reset and, and then uh, the whole lot of other greats. But one of the movements right now is people retiring, retiring early and getting out of the workforce. Why? Because they're having a crystallization of purpose. Their why is not, I want to work until I'm 75. Their why is, I want to live. And that's the heart of every believer is that we would live. We would not die, but we would live. And that's the eternal instinct that we have from the Father. That's why ultimately his desire is that none should perish, that we would all find the Father. There's also a simplification of focus. We've often said, Karen and I, we're just dwelling even on this year and we're thinking we can't plan a thing. You can't plan a whole lot of different things in the same way as we have in previous years because we've got to focus in on what do we know we can do. Well, we know we are a community. We know who we are. We know our identity. We know Jesus. We know the Word of God. But beyond that, we're not sure how this is going to look. And do you know what? It's a good thing because there's a crystallization of our why and there's a repurposing and a refocusing of what we are. And then there's a gathering of like-minded people. The danger in that is you just get with 
Crows Barracas or Port Power Barracas or, you know, whatever else your tribe is. But under the name of Jesus, there's so many different types and stripes, isn't there? But there's a crystallization where we need to stand together. I was thinking about World War I and the Great Depression, World War II, and now we're in COVID times. You can kind of put those four things together now whereby history will use them in similar titles, if you like, when explaining seasons and times throughout world history. But if you think of times like that, there's a real crystallization, isn't there? There's a bringing together of unity, of countries, and of focus, because a whole lot of things drop off the perch of importance, even though we still have a lot of those things, because we have to understand our why and who we are and what we're doing. And I think God is using all of that refining to bring about his purpose and his heartbeat in the body of Christ. When I was reading through this about Elijah, and you think about Elijah, I mean, the man had so much anointing and he had so much authority at certain seasons but then seemed to shudder in his own weakness but isn't that just like us one minute we feel on top of the world full of faith and the next minute we've given it all up and we're hanging by a thread I want to remind you if you feel like you're hanging by a thread you are in good company you are in Elijah's company he was ready to just wither up and die. Just just kill me now, Lord. Kill me now. Ever said that in on the inside? Well, you're in good company. You're in the company of Elijah. Because it only takes faith as a mustard seed to hang on to that word, to hang on to that promise, to hang on to that thing that God's given you, and he will pull you through. Another thing that I realized in times where there's global refining, citywide, nationwide refining, is that even friendly fire begins to die down. What do I mean by that? In war times, you know, they talk about friendly fire if someone accidentally shoots someone, you know, from the same team. But we will notice, I think, in the coming days, as the end times gets closer and closer, that friendly fire will die down. Why is that? Because anyone who's on Jesus' team we need. Anyone who's on, it doesn't matter whether they sing these songs, those songs, no songs, long songs, it won't matter anymore. I often laugh, you know, I I won't name names, but, you know, there was a whole conference having a go at Charismania for a while there in California, a certain biblical scholar. And I, I watched a couple of his sessions, and one of his whole sessions was mocking Bethel Church and their repetitive worship. And I'm thinking, man, it's gonna be like that in heaven. And so, you know, holy, 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 there's not many more words. And, and yet we have mocked each other with friendly fire and it must absolutely wreck the heart of God. Some of the things that, I mean, I've confessed many times my judgments toward Joel Osteen. And then he uses Joel Osteen to bring freedom in my life. Be careful who you mock. I'm telling you, be careful who you judge. Because God just may want to bring breakthrough in your life or even worse or better, your kid's life. Through that very avenue, through that very avenue, it doesn't matter whether they're cessationalists or whether they're whatever cessationalists because if we're under the banner of Jesus Christ, we will be saved. There's going to be a whole lot of different stripes and types, but ultimately 
as refining times continue and as history keeps pressing in this direction and the enemy doesn't like it and the voices, the earthquake, the wind, the fire, all of that stuff will happen. We, can, we do not be, need to be surprised when there's food shortages, when there's riots in cities and when there's all sorts of things that are going to happen. We know this stuff is going to happen. When there's rumours of wars, when there's wars, this stuff should not surprise us. And when we are aware of this stuff, we go, wow, okay, if, if anyone even wears a Jesus T-shirt, they're on my team. A sticker, a faded one from 30 years ago, that's okay, I'll take it. I'm not saying we dampen down souls or anything like that, but you hear what I'm saying, right? Friendly fire disappears because we need everyone in the camp. We need everyone in the tribe. Everyone, all gifts, all talents, all voices, all the armory, because if you think about it, if he's the Lord of heaven's armies and he's raising up us to be the body of Christ like an army, then we're going to need every single one. You imagine, imagine fighting in some of those you know, middle ages in some of the, the battles in Europe. Imagine fighting and just saying, oh, you know, look, there's, the outer ranks believe something different. We don't need the outer ranks. Let's just take off the, the left flank, you know, that thousand that, that are cessationalists. Let's just take them out because, you know, they haven't quite got the full gospel. They're not filled with the Holy Spirit or whatever else we believe. And you, you imagine doing that? It's pathetic, isn't it? It's ridiculous. When we have a crystallization of purpose and we have refining times, God brings together us under one name, under one banner because he needs all of us. Do you know what? He needs you. You might not have been in church for a while. You might be listening on a podcast and it's 11.11. What does that mean? I keep seeing that. But (laughs) it's uh, God is speaking to so many people right now. There's disenfranchised people all over the earth. Some have been hurt by church. Some haven't been to church. Some are checking this out, checking that out. It's all okay. But he's in pursuit of his bride. He's in pursuit of you and me. And he wants to raise us up. He wants to raise us up from the ashes and move all over the earth. I, when I think of Elijah, I think of a man that not only accomplished phenomenal things, but he carried so much brokenness. If you're carrying brokenness today, congratulations. You may have never thought about that. You might think, I'm sick of this thorn. I've had it all my life. Well, God puts thorns in good people's sides. And he raises us up with that weakness, with that awareness of our own weakness. And he uses men and women just like you. What if God wants to use you in a significant way in 2022? What if he wants to do in you what you thought he was going to do 20 years ago and you become so disenfranchised and you're almost forgotten about it, what if in 2022 he wants to do those things? I believe God is accelerating some things, but it's below the surface. We can't necessarily see it. It's not a revival hotspot that we can fly to. I've got it. I've caught it. Bang. Back home, contagious fire. It's not like that. But there's, there's an undercurrent. There's an undercurrent where he's calling disciples of Christ to dig into him, to hear his voice, to follow him, to read his word, to hear his calling. And there'll be stirrings and there'll be shakings and there'll be outbreaks and awakenings and, and bring it on. I mean, bring it on. I've been reading about the Moravians again and 
You know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's so easy when God just chooses to do stuff, isn't it? So much easier. But normally it happens because a whole bunch of people got hungry enough for a while and got together in the name of Jesus and sought his face. There's no perfect formula. If there was, we would have it on our program and we would all be doing it every single week, whether you like it or not. For some reason, he loves under the surface, under the radar, alone time with him. Get with him. Get with him in 2022. Get alone with him. Hear his voice for you. Let him awaken you. Him awakening you is better than anyone else. We want to encourage each other. We need that contagiousness. We need gatherings. We need each other's coals. We need all of that. But when we get with him, when we hear his whisper, then we really hear from the awakening source. We hear from him. I want you to stand this morning. Thanks, Brian. He's just texting. He must be watching live stream from, from bed. I'm sure he's got Jenny a coffee this morning and breakfast. Bless you guys. Pray healing over you guys. Refreshing. Yeah, why don't you just stretch out your hands and let's just wait on the Lord for a minute. Is that okay? Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would come in whichever way you want. Fire, wind, rain. Just don't flood the building. <laughs> yeah, Holy Spirit. We ask you to come right now. Fall on us with your power, your presence and your touch. I pray for some who have been weary who have been tired, who have nearly given up. I pray for the breath of the Spirit of God to breathe upon them, to breathe upon them in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. There is no other name. There is no other name but the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask that in these hands stretched out this morning, whatever this year brings, we ask that you would bring us closer to you. Jesus, draw us in. Draw us in. Let us hear the whisper. Let us hear the whisper. The whisper of the Lord saying, come up here. Come up here. Come up here. And we say, come, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Pour out. Pour out in our cities. Pour out in our nation. We pray for awakening in our cities, in our churches. Come and awaken, Holy Spirit. Come and awaken, Holy Spirit. Come and awaken, Holy Spirit. Awaken us with the breath of God, the breath of heaven, the breath of heaven. Yeah, you're the God of revival. We cannot make anything happen. In fact, if we do, we will wreck it. But you are the God of revival. You are the God of true, real revival. You are the God of a, a real move, a real move that shifts hearts, that transforms lives, that breaks addictions, that saves the lost, that heals the sick. 
In Jesus' mighty name, you're the God of revival. Yeah, let's sing that together.